Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. I think we need a coronavirus update. What do you think, guys? Coronavirus update, because guess what? The fear panic is coming back around. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, they're bringing back the fear. The corona panic returns. Italy reports a jump in new daily coronavirus cases to 31,084. Oh, no. Really? What's happening elsewhere? More than 10 million cases of coronavirus reported in Europe, according to AFP tally. Uh-oh. Official figures show the UK has recorded a further 24,405 daily cases of COVID-19 and 274 new related deaths. Uh-oh. What else? It's unbelievable. 29 states in the United States have reported record number of new coronavirus cases in October. Yeah, that's where they're going with this. We're bringing it back, dude. They're, they're, you're falling for the banana in the tailpipe again because notice what they're talking about. They're not talking about deaths. The one thing that we had as far as deaths go was the figure of 240-some uh, in the U.K., I think Ontario had, uh, what did Ontario have again? Ontario had some ridiculous amount where it was like uh, the 80, 896 new cases, nine deaths. That's Ontario, nine deaths. How many people live in Ontario? How many people live in the UK? Notice the other thing that they're doing. They moved away from the April 2020 to August 2020 coronavirus deaths, and they moved it to cases. So now just coming down with it. Oh my gosh, we got to shut the economy down. We got to lock you in your homes, you know, 365 days to flatten the curve. We have to do this because we have to have a cure. And of course, Don Jr. actually kind of laid down how ridiculous this entire thing is on Laura Ingram. These people are truly morons, you know what I mean? And I like how they go after Scott Atlas because he's not an epidemiologist, but Sanjay Gupta now magically is. I mean, g- give me a break, Laura. The reality is this. If you look, I put it up on my Instagram a couple days ago because I went through the CDC data because I kept hearing about new infections. But I was like, well, why aren't they talking about this? Oh, oh, because the number is almost nothing because we've gotten control of this thing. We understand how to, how it works. They have the therapeutics to be able to deal with this. If you look at that, look at my Instagram. It's gone to almost nothing. We're- and he's 100% right. Cases are way down. And it's, or in deaths, there's way down. But see, we're inflating these numbers for fear, for, for the panic porn. It's got to come back. I mean, it's got to return because we're coming up on election day. And I don't want to just say, oh, well, this is because of Trump, because it's not just him. And we'll get into that here in a moment. But it's also because he is the leader of the free world. And we have an election coming up. And we just found out GDP shot up, what, 33 percent? It was like the highest, <laughs> highest percentage of GDP growth just this week. Coming into the final days of the election. And it's not like we can trust the things that were given to us. Oh, no. I mean, remember they were talking about, oh, 
coronavirus can be airborne. Oh, wait a minute. No, it can't. We got to take that off the CDC website because it was up there in an error. Oh, wait a minute. No, it can be airborne. Oh, my gosh. How about this from Bloomberg Technology? This is back in September. Doctors recommend cardiac screening test for athletes who have recovered from COVID-19 after a small study found heart damage in one in seven college competitors. Oh, my gosh. You can have your heart ruined for life if you get coronavirus. So you need to wear the mask so you pay attention. So you're, you're looking out for me. I'm looking out for you. Oh, well, then it followed up just a couple of days later with Sports Illustrated. Exclusive. Cardiologists are finding so few heart issues in athletes, they're no longer recommending screenings for most COVID patients <laughs> or even most COVID positives. Unbelievable. So we're not, but th- this is another one that happened. And this is from the Imperial College. Remember, the Imperial College were the ones that gave us the garbage models that made everybody locked down in the beginning in March. They're also the ones who are heavily involved with climate change and and all that BS. So they ended up putting out a study that said COVID-19 antibodies fall rapidly after infection, new study finds. According to a study conducted by researchers at the Imperial College London, antibody levels in British population declined rapidly during the summer. The study of more than 365,000 people in England found that antibodies fell from 6% of the population around the end of June to just 4.4% in September, suggesting that protection from the virus may not be long-lasting. Oh, but then that followed up with what came out in Reuters Science. Brains of patients recovering from COVID-19 may age 10 years. Oh, my gosh. A team of researchers led by a doctor at Imperial College London analyzed results from 84,285 people who completed a study called the Great British Intelligence Test. The findings are yet to be reviewed by other experts. So Imperial College said your brain's going to age 10 years, um, that if you got sick, you don't have the antibody immunity like they said that you did. Um, Your heart can go bad, but oh, well, wait a minute, we take that back. Your your heart can't. Yeah, it's all BS, complete BS. And, And you know what? We deserve it because we are allowing... These people to do this to every country across the globe. It's it's really sickening when you think about it, that that's how little they give a crap about you. They and in what's even more concerning. Now, remember, the World Health Organization, the WHO, remember them, they're a U.N. body. Well, they've been taken over basically by China, right? So the Chinese government has moved its way in to uh to most of the UN agencies, to be honest. I mean, not just the World Economic Forum, which they are the ones who war-gamed with Bill Gates Foundation and did this whole uh, event 201 that we talked about back when all of this was beginning, where they did a pandemic drill, and they go, okay, well, economies will have to shut down, and, and then how would we reimagine everything? Well, check this out from Just the News. Released emails show Dr. Fauci signed off on WHO-sponsored statement approving China's response to COVID-19. The statement was sent out late January before the worst of the pandemic. You gotta be kidding me. Emails obtained by Judicial Watch and the Daily Caller News Foundation via the Freedom of Information lawsuit 
show that the White House coronavirus advisor, Anthony Fauci, in late January approved of a World Health Organization-sponsored press release supporting China's response of the COVID-19 pandemic. The email refers to the Global Preparedness Monitoring Board, an independent advisory body created by the WHO and the World Bank Group. It specifically notes consensus for the uh, Global Preparedness Monitoring Board to issue a statement supportive of countries, especially China, and WHO response efforts, and to call for urgent actions to further strengthen global preparedness and response to the outbreak. Looks fine, Dr. Fauci responded. Please see in my comments in the attached document. Remember, he actually wrote in the New England uh, Journal of Medicine about how this thing wasn't that contagious and that serious of an issue, (laughs) and that it was more like the flu. We could go back and redo those. You could go back and listen to my prior podcast on how much of a fraud Dr. Fraud she is, how he's got emails supporting Hillary Clinton's response to her testimony in, in the Benghazi hearings. I mean, just praising her. And remember, they started out saying, oh, the mask. Oh, the mask. Yeah, we shouldn't wear the mask. You don't need to wear a mask. We got to keep that PPE for the medical community. Oh, wait a minute. The masks suddenly, oh, they're magical. We need to put them on. So they made everybody mask up. Mandatory mask mandates across the globe. (laughs) Got to have it everywhere in the middle of the summer when it was most likely the less needed. Then you find out, oh, well, the masks actually exacerbate (laughs) the the entire virus. They, They could keep you recirculating that air. Unbelievable. Well, (laughs) the Federalist has this. Masks have become a political tool and a a talisman. When COVID-19 hit, governments panicked and created enormous fear. The CDC, the Center for Disease Control, currently estimates a COVID-19 survival rate of 99.99% for people younger than 50, but the damage created by the panic was too great to undo. It is likely that some politicians eventually realized their mistake and needed a way to backpedal without admitting their lockdowns were a policy disaster. Their solution was for people to put on the old piece of cloth across their face that they magically believe it's okay to go out shopping again. Masks are not merely a small inconvenience. They have inadvertently become a key impediment to returning to a more normal life, a desirable goal for those seeking to twist the pandemic for political and electoral purposes. Masks dehumanize us and ironically serve as a constant reminder that we should be afraid. People can now, which when I put it on, just pisses me off. I just get pissed every time. And I'm continually reminded about how pissed I should be when I wear that mask. But anyways, they have become a cruel device on young children everywhere. Kindergarten students covered by masks, isolated by plexiglass, struggling to understand the social expressions of their peers. Face coverings are causing real harm to the American psyche. Well, (laughs) gets even better when you find out that there are studies, a study of healthcare workers in more than 1,600 hospitals showed that a cloth mask only filtered about 3% of virus particles. An article in the New England Journal of Medicine stated wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little, if any, protection from the infection, and that the desire for the widespread masking is a reflexive reaction to anxiety over the pandemic. There are many other credible store, uh, studies showing the lack of mask of, uh, effici- uh, efficacy, such as studies published in the National Center for Biotechnology and Information. 
the Cambridge University Press, Oxford Clinical Infection, uh, Infectious Diseases, and the Influenza Journal, to name a few. Studies do not show masks can help with the case of direct respiratory droplets, which would matter if somebody was coughing, breathing, or sneezing directly on your face. That happens normally in a tight and highly confined space because the mask in a hospital was used to keep the doctors and the medical workers bacteria from their, ma- from their mouths to go into open wounds, not to stop any virus. But, you know, we've been given this junk science left and right. And it results in really bizarre events such as this from the Daily Mail. Has COVID killed off the flu? Experts pose the intriguing question as influenza cases nosedive by 98% across the globe. Eureka, we solved the flu. If only we could solve the coronavirus the way we solved the flu. Hmm. I mean, I've heard of cooking the books, but geez, many feared twindemic of flu, which kills thousands in coronavirus this winter. It was feared by many to be the perfect winter storm, a nightmare situation that would push our health service over the edge. The twindemic of flu, which kills about 10,000 Britons every year and a second deadly wave of COVID-19. Such was the concern that the government rolled out the biggest flu vaccination program in British history. They also just are considering a big lockdown again. 30 million people, 20% more than normal are now including all over their over their 50s are eligible for this year's jab. Take up the vaccine. The take up of the vaccine is already the highest it has ever been in the over 65 and young children, according to latest reports. But there's one curious problem. The flu, it seems, has all but vanished. Disappearing acts like began as COVID-19 rolled in towards the end of the flu season in March. And just how swiftly rates have plummeted can be observed in the surveillance data collected by who? The World Health Organization. It's amazing. So the flu is eradicated, guys. Congrats to us. Yay, team. We have eliminated the flu. And this kind of stupidity is what happens when you put financial incentives on hospitals to tackle the coronavirus. And you'll hear that here in just a moment. But one of the things we have to realize is, again, there is an election coming and it's not just you notice it's globally. Australia has freaking or New Zealand, I can't remember which, has internment camps, quarantine camps, basically. So we're looking at this from an angle that should really frighten you because they're really wanting to get us back to a point where we are locking down our economy again after we just finally started recovering from it. So listen to this world, or this actually from uh, One American News, which I actually like those guys. They did a report off, off of what they found in the CDC's numbers, and it probably should bother you. CDC reveal hospitals have been counting patients who died from serious pre-existing conditions as COVID-19 deaths. One America's Pearson Sharp has more as the CDC counts over 51,000 patients who died from heart attacks as opposed to coronavirus. 
The Centers for Disease Control have updated their death counts for coronavirus and reveal yet again that COVID-19 is rarely the actual cause of death among coronavirus patients. According to the CDC themselves, of the 220,000 deaths attributed to the coronavirus, 87,000 of them died from pneumonia and influenza. Another 17,000 died from chronic respiratory diseases and 26,000 died from respiratory distress syndrome. 44,000 patients died from hypertensive diseases, 23,000 died from heart disease, and a whopping 28,000 died from cardiac arrest and heart failure. Yet all of these, even patients who died from heart attacks, were marked down as dying from the coronavirus. Doctors who spoke with One American News explained that 131,000 patients who are being considered COVID-19 deaths already had life-ending diseases, including cancer, dementia, and even end-stage renal failure. And according to the CDC, again, if you look at place of death, you'll see that some 10,000 patients who died from COVID were on hospice care, meaning they were terminally ill to begin with and were already expected to die. Doctors tell One American News that all of these patients were critically ill and likely died from their pre-existing conditions without any help from the coronavirus. However, they explain that the CARES Act, passed by Congress in March, gives hospitals a 20% bonus on their diagnosis-related group paid for by Medicare. Essentially, that means doctors are being paid to list deaths as coronavirus without any indication the patient's death was actually COVID-related. Yeah, they're getting paid to cook them bucks. (laughs) I mean, the real numbers are all muddied up with garbage. And they have to go down this whole 18 or 1918 thing. CNN said a majority of the 1918 flu deaths occurred in the fall of 1918, the second and worst wave of the 1918 flu. We could face a similar fate with COVID-19 if some people continue to ignore what a century of scientific progress has taught us about pandemics. Yeah, One American News, tell us about the uh, the whole uh, 1918 issue. The 1918 Spanish flu is often used as an example of a comparable pandemic, and perhaps it's more comparable than most people realize, according to the National Institutes of Health and even Dr. Anthony Fauci himself. In a 2008 paper, explained that the majority of deaths during the 1918 and 1919 pandemic were not caused by the influenza alone. Instead, Dr. Fauci says that the vast majority of deaths were caused by bacterial pneumonia. Exactly what the CDC shows we're witnessing again today. The CDC backs these numbers up, explaining that coronavirus itself is responsible for just 6% of all deaths listed as coronavirus-related. The other 94% of deaths are due to pre-existing comorbidities, including serious illnesses and advanced age. However, despite this report being officially published by the CDC, so far the mainstream media have completely ignored it, instead continuing to hype a pandemic that seems less dangerous every day. Pearson Sharp, One American News. Wow. But see, this isn't about anything more than control. This is why it's globally. It's not just about Trump, but it is a lot about Trump because it's about the leader of Brazil. It's about the leader of Hungary. It's about Boris Johnson. This I, We've talked about this a lot ad nauseum on here, but if you remember, once the United States started fizzling out in numbers, who did they focus on? Wasn't Colombia, wasn't Caracas, wasn't Chile, wasn't Venezuela. It was Brazil. And it was always, well, Brazil's leader. Who loves Donald Trump? Because all of these leaders that I've mentioned, 
leader of Hungary, leader of Brazil, America. They are sovereigntists like myself. That means they enjoy their sovereignty. They're not just nationalists. That's the, that's the ugly name put on it. They're sovereigntists. And the big elites, the George Soros, the Bloombergs, the, the Tom Steyers, the tech companies, big corporate America or big corporate international now, they want something else like the Great Reset. And listen to this Sky Australia reporter talk about what we talked about months ago in a podcast that was widely popular with, with the numbers on the Adrian Slade Show. It was about the Great Reset. It's a long clip, but you have to listen to the full thing. Davos and the World Economic Forum. That's that gab fest that takes place every January in the beautiful Swiss town of Davos. And apart from all the lovey pop stars and movie stars who jet in on their private Learjets, all sorts of major corporations and governments, including ours, send delegates to this flash red carpet economic event every year. Indeed, since the very first outsiders we here on this show have highlighted the absurdity, hypocrisy and sheer repugnance of billionaires like Bono prattling on about the evils of capitalism. And of course, last year we had the silliness of Greta Thunberg lecturing world leaders about climate change. What a joke. Well, this week we had some good news. Maybe because they're panicking that not enough squillionaires will feel like heading out to the freezing Swiss Alps in the middle of the coronavirus. The World Economic Forum announced a couple of days ago that Davos in January has been postponed. You see, the next World Economic Forum isn't just some lovey jet setters climate gab fest. It's an anti-democratic enterprise designed to destroy your job, steal your prosperity, and rob your kids of a future. It's a hardcore leftist eco-horror show replete with quasi-fascism. I spoke a couple of weeks ago here about the disturbing trend among many of the world's left-wing elites to increasingly conflate COVID-19 with climate change, with many going so far as to suggest that all the measures applied to the coronavirus, the lockdowns, the destruction of businesses, the suppression of dissent, curfews, strong-arm police tactics, should become the new normal for dealing with climate change. And indeed, that is precisely what the next World Economic Forum is planning to do, to convince governments, with the help of big business and big tech, to bring about something deeply, deeply sinister called the Great Reset. This is Adrian Slade. So to further debunk all the BS that's going on in the news with the coronavirus, because more and more data is coming out. Oh, look at the millions of people, the millions of cases across the world and in the United States. Justin Hart, who... Uh, you can find his website, rationalground.com. I suggest everybody to go to it because it has lots of great data. Um, he wrote, this might surprise you. It will certainly surprise every news organization in the country currently reporting that a thousand people died yesterday. A thousand people did not die yesterday from COVID-19. The country has not averaged a thousand deaths a day since August 15th. And he's got a chart that shows all this. What you actually see on the usual dashboards are newly reported deaths, but the actual deaths by date of death layer into the past like a blanket over the timeline. 
Last week, 1,035 new deaths for the entire week, 2,079 deaths the week before, and even one new death reported for March. And the source, CDC Provisional Counts, and the dutiful data collection efforts of one Kyle Lamb, who's been awesome on this. This data is only possible because Kyle collects it each day and layers the deaths so we can see the differences. And he's got a little interactive tool. Go to rationalground.com to find out the details for that. But, you know, who would really love this panic porn to continue? It's the climate change people. It's your Green New Deal people. It's people like Putin. Yep, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, she had an interesting little spread. He did a nice little Vanity Fair piece on her just days before the election. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez appears in Vanity Fair in outfits worth 14000 to curse out Trump from Fox News. <laughs> yeah, this chick is just never, never ends. Her hypocrisy is just unbelievable. You know, it's and, and, and right before the election, they do this wonderful spread and she's out there, you know, uh, from CNN, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has been unveiled as Vanity Fair's latest cover star less than a week before she concludes her bid for re-election in New York's 14th congressional district. Of course, I looked at it and said, it's a beautifully shot, in-kind donation that portrays a rising star in the democratic socialism community. Material ownership has met its match with this young firebrand as she fights capitalism in her chic $14,000 dress made by Wales Bonner. <laughs> serious. It's like, you know, capitalism, the capitalism will be socialized or uh, something like that. Actually, it's going to be the revolution will be Instagrammed. <laughs> I mean, and what happens when you become the Instagram influencer in politics like Andrea Ocasio-Cortez is and you want to get rid of all of the possessions and you want to be a global citizen like the global citizen events they've been having for Joe Biden with Alicia Keys and all these other Hollywood and entertainment hacks what happens you've got no no product to peddle because that's what influencers do they they peddle uh energy drinks and and garbage like that, and they show their boobs in tiny bikinis on Instagram, because that's all it is. And if you don't have anything to peddle anymore, um, you either become completely worthless because you don't like capitalism, or you start an OnlyFans account so people can subscribe, but that's capitalism too! So while you're shaking your ass around on your Patreon or your OnlyFans account, showing pictures of you in videos, you're still engaging in capitalism, boys and girls. It's just, she's just a mess. I mean, just some of the, some of the pictures. A Bronx tale. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez photographed with the residents in her original borough on the corner of Kruger and Brownsdale Avenue. Suit by Carolina Hera. Shoes by Christian Lamarfrey. Suit by Christopher John Rogers. I mean, it's just the most hypocritical garbage I've ever seen in my life. But that's what you can come to expect when you get the democratic socialists who don't know anything about the real world. And they're going to have to grow up and realize uh, Green New Deals just can't happen. You can't fill up an entire mountainside with uh, 
solar panels. I saw a video clip. Look at this majestic, this majestic hillside that's bringing green energy, and it's like the whole damn mountain is covered in solar panels. What happened to the habitats of all the animals that lived on that mountain? That never gets brought up because this is all complete and utter horse pocky. It's garbage. And just like coronavirus explosion right before the election, it's nothing but crap. So make sure you get out and vote. You can either vote for the guy with dementia who's pushing the Green New Deal, or you can vote for the guy who just had GDP top 33% is bringing the economy back and it just put in a, a, an amazing Supreme Court pick such as Amy Coney Barrett. I think we can figure out where we need to go with this one. I'm Adrian Slate. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, iHeart. Tune in. You can also go to Overcast. Any podcast platform, we're most likely on it. You can go to adrianslateshow.com for the blog, which needs to be updated. It's kind of behind. Um, or you can be a part of the program. Call 929-GO-GO-USA. Leave your message. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash Slate. You can also donate and be a part of the financial support for the show. But if you'd like to just leave a message, either way, anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade. We'll see you guys next time.